Our scripture reading this morning comes again from the book of Genesis. Today it's chapter 12, verses 1 through 9. And we'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went as the Lord told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Abram took his wife Sarah and his brother's son Lot and all the possessions that they had gathered and the persons whom they had acquired in Haran, and they set forth to go to the land of Canaan. When they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the place at Shechem, to the oak of Moreh. At the time the Canaanites were in the land, then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord and who had appeared to him. From there he moved on to the hill country on the east of Bethel, and he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. And there he built an altar of the, to the Lord and invoked the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed on by stages toward the Negev. It was the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. We are the people of a promise, a promise that was made long before we were ever here, um, of what it means to be a blessing, a promise uh, that there would be opportunities for hope and for joy, for grace and to be mercy, uh, to be poured out in this world uh, to every corner of life that we ever travel. Uh, and that promise is uh, the, the latest chapter of God's unfolding grace and mercy in the world today. And we get to be a part of that chapter. And I cannot wait to see how this chapter continues to unfold. So have you ever had an opportunity uh, to go back to somewhere where you had a life-changing experience and then you went back maybe uh, five, 10, 15 years later and got to kind of go back to some of those moments that um, were really meaningful or uh, maybe were difficult at the time, uh, but in going back, you have the legacy, you've got uh, the perspective to know that uh, I survived it <laughs> and moved back through even some difficult situations. So uh, I had an opportunity this last week um, for a week to go and, and teach at Fort Jackson um, where the uh, U.S. Army Chaplain School is, uh, their Institute for Religious Learning. And so um, I got to go back to Fort Jackson where, where I became an Army Chaplain and uh, got to drive through some of those roads and uh, went to the PT field where um, 13 years ago um, I first ran over five miles at once and really questioned why I was doing this. <laughs> But I got to go and experience some of those places that I saw 
uh, 13 years ago for the very first time, uh, wrestling out this call about what God was doing with me as a pastor. And so uh, this last week, the opportunity for me to go back to Fort Jackson was uh, I was invited to come and teach uh, some classes to some new and younger uh, chaplains and their enlisted religious affairs specialist counterparts. And so I remember 13 years ago learning some of these lessons as a young pastor and a young chaplain, um, not knowing how to preach at all, not knowing how to teach at all, and seeing these people that had done it for a really long time and thinking, man, they have really been able to do a lot. And now being asked to go back and uh, now be the ones that teach some of those classes um, really made me uh, realize uh, how far the army has fallen, <laughs> right? Not really. But to go back and to have opportunities to pour into a new generation of those that God is calling into ministry. Uh, into some scary times, into some uncertainty, as, as I remember kind of feeling back then. And, and, and I was asked to uh, particularly teach a class on worship development, uh, how to do a worship service for soldiers, because it's a little bit different. And as I was preparing my class and I was preparing what to talk about and uh, the different things that we could learn together, um, I kept going back to stories, uh, not of worship services that were huge successes, uh, where everything worked out. Uh, instead, I kept thinking about stories where everything fell apart. <laughs> I kept thinking of sermons that fell flat or services that nobody came to or uh, opportunities where I had a plan about how things were going to go and then everything just fell apart due to timing or due to mission or uh, due to my own uh, lack of preparation. And so I got to stand in front of a bunch of chaplains and uh, young religious affairs specialists and uh, share stories about all of the things that I have done wrong. Uh, but the overarching story of that is realizing that of all the mistakes that, that I've made, of uh, all of the bad sermons that I've preached and all of the lessons that didn't work out and of all the things that fell apart because of me, God still showed up. God still moved in some awesome ways and God changed some of the lives of these soldiers and these young people and these civilians that were able to attend some of those moments. Because the kingdom of God does not hinge on my ability to work things out out of my own strength and brilliance. The kingdom of God works out because God promised that it would. And God shows up in some awesome and incredible ways. And so today, in our scripture, we get to learn and hear about the fact that we are a legacy, that we are a part of God's promise, of God's vision, of God's hope, and God's love for this world. And it all starts right here in Genesis chapter 12, the genesis of God's promise and covenant to be with this world, to make us a blessing that we might bless this world. And so we hear the story of Abram. Uh, Abram was a, a faithful follower of God. And one day, God came and spoke to Abram and called Abram to do something that was extraordinary, something that was so far out of his comfort zone, uh, to not only uh, leave his country, but in increasingly levels of difficulty, leave his country leave his clan, his people, and to leave his family. 
and to go forward through the wilderness and the deserts and the dangers to a land that was promised, that there he would grow into an incredible people. And he would be blessed. And he would be blessed so that they could be a blessing to all the families of the world. And Abram said yes and went and followed where God was promising him that he would be. And and so this story is uh, what we refer to as um, kind of the, the birth of three of the world's uh, largest religions of Christianity and Islam and Judaism. Uh, this right here forms the basis of what we call the Abrahamic religions. Uh, religions that at, at this point in history, I believe the, um, the population of the earth is about uh, 7.8 billion people. Uh, Those three religions uh, make up about 4.7 billion of that 7.0. Over half of the population of the earth. I'd say God's promise to bless the families of the world is larger than anything Abram could have imagined at that moment. These stories of how God moved in this one person's life uh, became the genesis of the transformation of the world as we know it today. And so those three religions, Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, are known as the people of the book, the people of the promise, because it's this promise that this is drawn out of. And so we are tied into a legacy of those who wrestled with God. Us sitting here today are a part of the stories of those who walked through fires, who walked across waves, who parted seas, who cried out from God from the hilltops to the plantations and every place that we have felt despair and darkness in the world, that we have called out for God's presence and God's help and healing, and God has showed up every single time with deliverance, with salvation, with hope and mercy. And we are the legacy of this blessing and this promise that starts all the way now at the beginning of our book and meets us here today as God still continues to call us into foreign and difficult lands, into dark and despairing moments, asking us that if we will take the blessings we have and continue to be a blessing for this world. This is our promise and this is our legacy as God calls us to be God's people in the world. And so the promise that was made eons ago in a a Middle Eastern desert as Abram went from um, uh, cities that moved uh, westward from the Persian Gulf all the way to the Mediterranean Sea. The challenges the stories that follow right here from chapter 12 through uh, the rest of the Jewish scriptures and the Jewish text through uh, the New Testament. We find that we are a part of this narrative in this story. That we as Christians, uh, as we have uh, sensed God through the world, uh, we experienced the word of God was made flesh and came and dwelt among us. The very promise of God came and lived with us. 
and taught us and commissioned us. And then we were empowered by the Holy Spirit to go forth at Pentecost and continue to tell the story and the blessing. Continue to to now be sent out through the entire world that we might be one that carries grace and mercy wherever we go. Today is the day that we remember that all the mistakes that we've made, all the challenges that we've had, all the opportunities that we didn't take advantage of, all the burning bushes we walked past, all of the angels that we didn't entertain, all the moments that we missed before have, none, have done nothing to dilute or to break the promise that God has already spoken over us. To come back for us time and time again, to always walk alongside us, to continue to fill us with that power and that opportunity and that forgiveness, to bless us, even in ways that we have never deserved, but not so much that just our lives might be better, but that we might go be a blessing for this world. To all the families of the earth, God imagined you to be a part of that promise and that blessing. You are good news. You are good news for this world because you're a part of the promise that was made flesh and commissioned by Christ himself to go and God's spirit fills us that we might be those that can pour out some hope in some hopeless situations. To share some joy with the joyless. To go forth and to be a part of the promise of the legacy of the ministry and relationships that will change the fabric of this world and be a part of God creating something new. Today could be the genesis of that decision for us, to take the promise that God has already spoken over us. And like Abram said thousands of years ago, that today is the opportunity for us to say yes, that we might be those that carry this promise and this hope and this salvation wherever we go. As we are the people of the book, as we are the people of the promise, we go forth as the people of God. Amen and amen. Will you pray with me this morning? Almighty and gracious God, we give you thanks. Lord, we give you thanks that not only have you called us, but Lord, you called generations of saints before us. And Lord, you will call generations of saints to follow that we are a part of a story of those that braved furnaces and lions. Lord, we are a part of a story uh, of those that fought in wars and slavery. Uh, Lord, that we have fought uh, eons and systems of oppression, but Lord, we have always experienced your deliverance. We are a part of your living hope here in this world. Lord, we are filled uh, with your lessons that Christ taught us, with the power that the Spirit pours into us to go forth and to be a blessing for this world. So, Lord, allow that promise to be made new in us here today. As, Lord, as we are commissioned, Lord, as we are uplifted, as we are forgiven, as we are set forth to do your work here in this world, to make all things new. As we pray this in Jesus' name, amen and amen.